Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. Five seconds left in the game. You believe in There's no disrespect, so when I bust my rhyme, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. Oh, 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 Comes into Jordan. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. What you know about We're back. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the opening line. We are your hosts, Wits and Roz, and we've been on a two-week hiatus. One, because I forgot to put up an episode, and two. Because we just we weren't talking last week. We were getting prepared for March Madness. Wits, how you doing? Uh, we're finally speaking again. We're competing at a high level. How's everything on the uh, Chicago side? It's good. It's uh, it's cold and rainy right now. So perfect, uh, perfect lead into March Madness. Uh, I'm I am pumped. It has been too long. We took the year off, and it's crazy that uh, we're now more more than a year into this thing. But all is well. We are two days away from tourney time. And yeah, man, I am, I am super excited. Got a lot of exciting stuff going on. Lots. This is, in fact, I think, you know what? We took two weeks off knowing this is a jam-packed episode. We are going to break down the bracket. We are going to give you the spreads. We are going to give you our picks. Ultimately, we'll finish in a champion. Um, you might get more picks out of me than you get wits. He likes to kind of keep this close to the chest before brackets are ultimately released. So you'll get my bracket feel free to jump on board. Mine's going to be the winning ticket anyways. Uh, Wits hasn't won in over a decade. Um, that was the last time he was successful in a bracket pool. Um, he likes to let people know that. <laughs> one, but, more, uh, one more time than you, though, buddy. Let's just, let's you know, just throw it out there. You, you say that, and to be fair to the caliber, right, when me and you are in a bracket pool, I don't think I've won. I'm pretty sure I've won in college. I've won one, I think. Again, they're not to the, deg- the degree that me and you played for when we were in high school. Um, I guess we can say it now since we're so far removed, but our high school put on a massive bracket pool, like thousands of dollars changing hands for kids between the age of 15 and 18, which is life-changing money at that time. Because think about it, what else do you got to do other than drive around, hang out on the weekend and start to learn how to booze? So $1,200, which you won in high school is pretty pretty substantial um, for that age group, I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah, it was... Uh... It was equivalent to me winning the lottery. I mean, I'd never seen $1,200 before in cash. And yeah, you're right. Like at that time, sophomore in high school, you don't really spend money on anything except, you know, food and maybe a couple other things you like to buy. So $1,200, it it might as well have been a million because that's what it felt like. And I think that that's a top, I think a top five feeling in my life for me is taking that bag out of a mailbox, which is attached to a house. Just $1,200 rolled up in there, and I was like, you know what? I can get used to this. This is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, we're working on it. Chad's pool is getting bigger and bigger at the moment. Um, 
So we're hoping to see more names get in there. The ransom group is what it is. Group size, we have officially crossed into the 75-person threshold. That is 30 more than we had this morning. So this thing is still growing. We still got a couple of buddies of ours that haven't signed up yet. So we know this is going to keep going. Wits, I think it is time. It is time to hop on in. We will start in the West region. You always start with the number one overall, which is the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Not much to be said here. Their line isn't out yet. Um, their line isn't out yet, and we'll have to uh, we'll have to wait on that. But I mean, other than the fact that Virginia lost to a 16 seed three years ago or something, I don't think there's much to talk about when it comes to this game. Yeah, no, not nothing here. Gonzaga is the number one overall seed, and it seems like they got probably the easiest road there as well. So, uh, not not a game I would even really like to bet either. I just you know, it's going to be in the twenties spread wise. And so, I'll be fair, I do, and you know me, Wits. I like to bet these games. Um, I know you do, dude. You, I you would lay every twenty point favorite for dude, the rest of time if you if for the rest you. for the rest of time. Um, honestly, I love the. Because more often than not, you do get those blowouts. And I think Vegas is working the angles to see if they put enough points up on the board. But I think Gonzaga is going to run away with this. They might set this at 34. I'm going to be honest with you. I think the spread's going to be around 34, um, which will be the highest of all the one seeds. Um, And, yeah, but we can move on. That was way more Gonzaga talk than we need to at least start this off. Um, But after that, we've got Mizzou, Oklahoma, which you brought up. Very interesting game. Two teams at one point who were on the 4-5 line in Joe Lenardi's bracketology. Um, should be an interesting game. I'm kind of back and forth. We're doing multiple brackets. Like I said, I'm giving you my main bracket right now. We're dealing to wits the bracket I'm going to use against him. And I've got Mizzou. And this one hurt me a little bit because I did talk really highly of Oklahoma on this show even way back when. Um, I like Mizzou in this one. This, these are both teams trending the opposite direction. There's something that tells me that people are valuing the Big 12 maybe a little bit more than they should. I know I'm going to backtrack on that statement a little bit later in the show, but I'm going to go Mizzou here. Wits, I'm not sure if you're willing to share or if you just want to kind of break down how you're betting this game. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll share. I'm not, I'm not hiding anything. Um, I like Oklahoma a little bit more in this game, Roz. For me, you know, they were a team, I would say about a month ago, that, like you said, looked like they were going to make a run into a four or five seed. And it just didn't really work out. But one thing that Oklahoma does have, they played a lot of games versus top 25 teams. I know that they're only five and seven, but I would say this team is very battle tested. Got a BPI of 30. Uh, They score a lot of points. So I think it should be a pretty high flying matchup. I do like Mizzou as well, but you know, this road leads to Gonzaga and I don't think either of these teams can, can really compete there, but I like Oklahoma in, in a toss up game one here against Mizzou. Yeah, now we get to my favorite game. The uh to me the best game on the board and that is our U or UCSB Gauchos versus Creighton. 5-12 matchup here. People jump on 12s every year. You know how it looks on a bracket. 12s always upsetting. Love the Gauchos. Let me tell you. Love the Gauchos, love the points. Creighton, I know they there's a lot to be said. They were only blown out in that Georgetown game, and they've put together a pretty good season. One of the best offensive teams in the country, actually. Only Gonzaga with a more or with a higher scoring proficiency. Um, what do you think here with the Gauchos? I have the 12 seeded Gauchos moving on and uh, actually beating Creighton in this one. 
I have the Gauchos moving on as well, Roz. And I love the line here. You know, so at least if we can bet it, uh, getting seven and a half. And I think this game, it's going to come down to um, a Big West Conference Player of the Year, Jaquari McLaughlin for UCSB. I think they're they're getting hot at the right time. And Creighton is a team for me that I know they're twenty and eight. They played some great basketball at points this year, but I think they run into that the classic twelve five upset here in the first round. So I I like UCSB uh, to take it home here. Yeah, no, and we move forward with another one that I'm looking at, Ohio, the Bobcats, a place where Roz almost went to school versus UVA. Um, UVA coming off of a lot of COVID issues. We don't know all the details about who's traveling, who's not traveling for the Cavaliers. This is another one, kind of like seeing the 12-13 matchup in the round of 32. I currently have Ohio not only advancing here, but advancing into the Sweet 16. We're, uh, we've been drinking some of the same Kool-Aid here, my friend. I actually like Ohio as well here straight up. And one of the main reasons for this, Roz, you know, Virginia had to, you know, they didn't get knocked out, but they had to stop playing in the ACC tournament due to a positive COVID test. And I think the main factor in this game, it's going to be Jason Preston, um, point guard for Ohio. I think he's really what makes it go for the Bobcats. And I think if he has a big game here, you know, Ohio's got a very high-powered offense. And one thing Virginia likes to do is slow down the pace. And if you look at the numbers, I mean, a 13 seed has beaten a four seed 25 of the last 35 years. So, you know, two-thirds chance that it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be Ohio, but I, I, think, uh, I think this is a good matchup for them. And I wouldn't be surprised if we got a 12-13 in the, in the second round. Yeah, that is where I'm looking to go. Then we've got USC versus potentially Wichita or Drake. Um, you're going to hear me kind of be spiteful when it comes towards the Pac-12 in this tournament. I really don't value the Pac-12. I think they're a pretty weak conference. I don't think they play many good like quadrant games or get those Ws. But I do like USC. I like the Mobley brothers. Um, Evan Mobley, who arguably will be the third pick in the draft. He's somebody to watch. If you're not watching Kate Cunningham over at Oklahoma State, I like USC here. I'm also teetering on what we're going to do with them later in this uh, bracket, but I do like USC to avoid an upset against the 11 seed Wichita State Shockers or Drake Bulldogs. I mean, just g- give me all the underdogs here in, in the West bracket. Uh, I'm taking the uh, the two teamer as of right now as we're recording either Wichita State or Drake. I actually think Drake is going to take that game and then take on USC. You look at USC, Roz, like you mentioned, Evan Mobley, uh, you know, one of the top draft prospects out there. And USC, they got a massive front court. They're one of the best rebounding teams in the country. One thing they don't do well is shoot free throws. They've only got one guy over 70% from the line. And that's the kind of thing in the NCAA tournament that can really bite you, um, not being able to shoot free throws. And you look at Drake. They, they were the talk of the town for a long time, one of the few undefeated teams for quite a while there. So I like Drake in this matchup, but as of right now, I'll take either Wichita State or Drake to take down USC in the first round. Well, we finally have some different points of views here. We move on to Kansas versus Eastern Washington. Again, what's interesting is me not being able to decide what I want to do here with Kansas. Um, I think this is going to be their toughest test due to the COVID situation they're also currently in. I do have Kansas currently winning this game and moving on. 
but I'm hearing a lot of, a lot of noise, a lot of splashing around when it comes to Eastern Washington. Yeah, I mean, the key for me in this one, Roz, is Kansas's defense. I think they've got one of the, the most efficient defenses in the country, uh, you know, held up against 14 ranked opponents this year. So even though Kansas started kind of slow, they did come on and play some very good basketball near the end of the year. So I think they're going to slow down Eastern Washington in this one and take it take it pretty easily. So that's my that's my take on this game. But I don't think Kansas sticks around for long. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we'll see about that for sure. Let's go with Oregon VCU, 7-10 matchup. I think Oregon got bounced. They played probably – Oregon State probably played, played the best game of the last century for them and uh, just wouldn't miss a shot. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Oregon bounces back here. I think they're a dangerous team. I would say watch out for them potentially moving through this bracket. Um, but Oregon, definitely, uh, definitely my pick here in the 7-10 matchup. Yeah, and Roz, you look at Oregon, before they lost to Oregon State, you know, they'd won 11 out of their last 12 games. So I think they're definitely peaking at the right time. And you look at guys like Chris Duarte, Eugene Omarui, hopefully I said that right. Uh, they got a really balanced attack. And ECU is a good team, but I think Oregon, I think they're, they're just hot right now. And they're playing some great basketball. You know, I'm, I don't think I'm on the same side as you. I, I do like Iowa in this bracket, but I, I like Oregon in a first-round matchup here. Which is a relatively uh, even match game. Yeah, we shall see. We've got Iowa Grand Canyon. I think another quick one we can glance over. Usually a line I like to take. I'm probably going to riff. I think Iowa is going to score a ton of points here. So I would take the points and Iowa here in the first round. Yeah, I mean, not much to say here for me. I like Iowa to do well in the tournament. Uh, you know, they started off the year, I think, ranked number three or four and fell down and then came all the way back to I think, finish the season in the top eight. So I think Iowa's going to surprise a lot of people here with a, a very high-powered attack with uh, probably the player of the year in Luca Garza as well. And we're just going to finish off our West for you guys. Um, we, I think both of us have Gonzaga, Missouri. I, couldn't, I forgot to pay attention to you when you were speaking about it at the beginning, but that's <laughs> nothing new. Um, so he's got Oklahoma. I think both of us have Gonzaga advancing at this point. Too soon for that potential upset. I know Wits is fucking sweating and drooling at the chops to get Gonzaga out of this bracket. He's the only one in this country who hates Gonzaga the way he does. Um, but I do have Gonzaga going to the Sweet 16, where I have them facing the Ohio Bobcats, who I believe will come out of that 13-12 matchup here in the round of 32. What do you got in terms of the Gonzaga-Oklahoma matchup for yourself, and what do you have in the Gauchos versus Popcats matchup? Uh, so I like Gonzaga, moving on. And then uh, I'm going to go with UCSB, moving on to the Sweet 16, and Gonzaga is going to be in my Elite Eight, I think, along with 95% of the other people in this country. And then uh, we'll take it down to the bottom, my side. I've got Drake. Uh, taking down Kansas in the second round. And I've got Iowa moving on against Oregon. I like Iowa, Gonzaga in the Elite Eight. And Roz, I'm, I'm going to take Iowa out of the East. No, excuse me, the West um, as a Final Four team. I think one of the things that I look for in a, in a bracket, you know, if I take Gonzaga all the way, I've, I've probably got to compete with 75% of the other people. So I'm going to go a little contrarian here. I think Iowa is a team that, not many people have that high of expectations for. So I, I like them to come out of here as a, as a final four team because they, they've showed at points this season they can, they can really compete with anybody. It just depends on 
you know, whether they're they're up for it and they're shooting well, but I, I think they I think they find their stride and take down Gonzaga. Yeah, well, we'll see. I wrap it up with Kansas beating USC and Iowa beating Oregon, keeping it pretty chalky there. Gonzaga versus Iowa in the Elite Eight. Gonzaga moving on out of the West is how I have that finishing up. We move down to the East. Again, another 116 matchup. We don't have a spread for yet. Missing Isaiah Livers, I think, will become a problem later as we break down the East portion of the bracket. But I do have Michigan obviously getting past the 116. I'm sure you're in the same boat. Yeah, same boat here. Um, LSU St. Bonaventure, I think we might be on the same one for this one. I like LSU. I think LSU is actually going to be a very dangerous team in some brackets. So keep an eye out for that. I think LSU could eliminate Michigan given the opportunity. Um, but I have LSU moving past the St. Bonnies. Yeah, I have LSU too here, Roz. Look at a high powered offense. LSU is putting up over 75 points a game. And the Bonnies, they're very balanced, I, they're a very efficient team, and they play good defense. I think, I think LSU is just going to be a little bit too much here. They've got a lot of top 25 experience, and they're only two and five, but the Bonnies uh, didn't play anybody in the top 25 this year, and I, I think the stage is going to be a little bit too big for them in this one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we moved to Colorado-Georgetown, which has to be everybody's favorite 12-5 matchup with the way Georgetown looks like coming out of the Big East. Um, I've got Georgetown down right now, but there's a lot There's a lot in me saying that that's a little ridiculous and it might be time to look at putting Colorado through in this one. Yeah, I wrote down Colorado on my bracket. Everything is just set up too perfectly to take Georgetown. It's the 12-5. They just won the ACC, great championship game against Florida State. It just, everything just seems too perfect, and at that point, it usually is. So I've got Colorado down right now, um, but I don't think either of these teams makes it to the Sweet 16. So I'm, I'm not too worried about it, but, I mean, Georgetown is hot. <laughs> There's nothing else to be said about that. It was an awesome ACC, uh, excuse me, Big East tournament. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm getting my conferences and everything confused. But regardless, uh, Georgetown is an exciting team. I think they're going to be a very popular pick in the bracket. Yeah, I think they will. And I think that tends to give you the easy out to take Colorado and not feel like you're taking the chalk because it does feel like it's heavy Georgetown in terms of picks. Florida right. State versus UNC Greensboro. Love I love Florida State. Um, they play a heavy rotation, though. A lot of players get a lot of minutes. Um, I do have them beating Greensboro here to move on. Um, how are you feeling about this game? I think FSU moves on here. I think they're uh, clearly a, a superior matchup, you know, pretty much all around the board against UNCG. So I like Florida State here, but I don't think they're going to be around that long. I got them in the Sweet 16, but I think Florida State is going to run into some inconsistency down the road here. With Jesus, Wes, are you going through a food packing system over there? What's going on? Uh, got the AC on. I just hear stuff rustling around and hurting the ears of our lovely, lovely fans. Um, we move on to BYU, MSU, or UCLA. I honestly ripped the hell out of MSU minus two against UCLA. I'm going to rip the hell out of MSU to beat uh, BYU. I'm hearing BYU is one of the worst placed teams in the tournament, given way too high of a seed. I think you rip MSU and you then begin to worry about how far MSU can actually go. I, yeah, we, we were back in the agreement range. I, I love MSU in the tournament. 
players. They're technically not even in the field of 64 yet, but uh, hopefully we'll get there. And I, I'm going to take I'm going to take the 11 seed against BYU no matter who it is. But uh, I think it's going to be MSU in this one. Then we've got Texas, who on this bracket I don't have going as far as part of me feels they're going to go. Texas over Abilene Christian. I do have them winning that one. I think Texas can be a scary team here. I do have this weird love for MSU and the potential they do have. Um, they have good guards that can compete with Texas's guards down the way, but let's just do this first round. I got Texas currently. Yeah, I got Texas too. Here. Uh, but, you know, not much to say about ACU. Um, you know, I like Texas, but again, another team that I don't have going very far down the line, but I like them in the first round here. Um, then we've got Maryland versus UConn, 10-7. UConn probably the best player in this matchup. Maryland, a team that is going to be feisty, that's for sure. Um, I currently have Maryland moving on, and we'll see if that does stick in my bracket. But we have Maryland advancing to the round of 32. Yeah, I've got Maryland advancing too, Raj. And, I mean, you look at UConn, after some midseason struggles, you know, they really hit their stride as of late. But one thing I look at, 0-4 versus the top 25 in Maryland, you know, playing in the Big Ten, another team that's very battle-tested, and I think that's going to come through in this game. So I, I like them as a 10 to move on here to the second round. Got it. And then Alabama over Iona, the fun pick would be to take Rick Pitino, who is just this fiery, fiery man. But I think I'm going to have to stick with Alabama. Yeah, I think, I think Slick Rick will uh, give the Crimson Tide a game here, but I'm going to go with Alabama as well. One of the best offenses in the country. You look at three-point shooting. There's a lot of the things that they're doing. They've also got the SEC Player of the Year and Herbert Jones. So I think they move on. But, you know, I won't be surprised if I only give them a good game here. And let's – I'll do kind of what Wits did, wrap up the East for me. I've got Alabama-Maryland and Alabama moving on. I've got MSU beating Texas – and this one, again, that may change. We do. I did find out, as pointed out by one of our friends, Dylan Wallace, I read the instructions wrong. We will know whether or not um, we can choose MSU or UCLA before the brackets lock. Um, so I'm going to take MSU for now, but that could easily be changed for Texas. I got Florida State beating Georgetown, Michigan beating LSU, Florida State going on to beat Michigan without Isaiah Livers, Alabama also getting the Elite Eight with Florida State coming out of my East region to the final four. I think Florida State has a very athletic team and that could really press some players um, or some teams. I think they're going to find their way to the final four out of the East. Yeah, I uh, disagree. Uh, I like Michigan taking down LSU in the second round and I like Florida State moving on. Uh, and I'm going to ride the MSU train. Hopefully that, that, that train gets to the station first. Uh, I like MSU taking down Alabama. Actually, I know Alabama is a pretty popular pick um, in a lot of brackets, and I've got Michigan, Michigan State in a, in a very hotly contested Elite Eight matchup, and I like Michigan moving on, and it's weird to say, Roz, but it seems like Michigan out of the East might, might be a little bit contrarian. I mean, huge injury down the stretch here. Don't really know what's going to happen in, in a week's time if they make it through the first two rounds, but I, I think Michigan is the one seed. I think they're still a very good team, you know, not at full strength, so I like them to come out of the East as a, as a final four team. Sounds good. We've got two more regions to break down. We'll go head over to the South region, which is the upper right-hand quadrant. We've got Baylor versus Hartford. Again, that's a line that I will absolutely be ripping. Um, 
definitely a lot of points to give there, but minus 26. I do like Baylor, obviously, to get past Hartford. Yeah. Then we've, then we've got UNC Wisconsin in the 8-9, probably our favorite matchup of the entire first round. Wits and I are selling our houses, betting down anything we've got on UNC to beat this lowly Wisconsin team to advance to the round of 32. We're hyped. Let's just put it at that for UNC. Yeah, UNC. I had a, I had a vision the other day that UNC was going to win the national title. I am taking them in one of my brackets. And, you know, a couple of things I love about UNC, Raj, you know, they won four out of their last six. Yeah, we should say, uh, who cares, four and two in the last six games, but they did beat Florida State. They did beat Virginia Tech. Um, I think they, this team really wins on defense. They've got a great interior unit, one of the best rebounding teams in the country. And I think that's going to come up big here on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. UNC team, I think they might just be putting everything together at the right time. And even though they haven't played to that caliber of UNC of the past this year, I think this is a team that can get really hot. But they're going to have a tough road, right? They're going to have probably Baylor in the second round. But UNC is my dark horse team of the year to make a run at the national title. Yeah, it's not a, I don't think it's a bad one, honestly. Um... We'll see where we have them going here on the Roz bracket, but we keep going 5-12, another one I like. I'm all over these 12s at this point, but I do like Win. I like Winthrop over Villanova. I think Villanova is just a team grasping for air at this point. Connor Gillespie going down with an injury. Um, the team's a little bit brittled. We'll see. They're, they are Villanova. They could come out and show us otherwise why they are who they are, um, but that that is all to be seen, I guess. Yeah, I mean, this, this was a really tough blow for Villanova. Connor, Colin Gillespie, I, I thought they were a team before Connor Gillespie went down. They were a team I thought, you know, they could make a run. They, you know, Jay Wright has done it twice, I think, in the past eight years. But without Gillespie, I don't see a very far tournament run. And even in the first round here, we're picking a lot of 12s, right? And it seems like we're doing it just to say that we picked the 12-5, but I'm, I'm going to take Winthrop here. I mean, uh, they have one loss on the year, led by Chandler Vaudrin. Got three triple doubles this season. And then you look at DJ Burns on the inside, 6'9", 375. It's going to be a tough game for Villanova, and I like Winthrop to win straight up here. Yeah, that, we have been all over the 12s, and God, I apologize for all the static coming from Wits' audio. It is, it's hitting me just as hard as it's probably hitting you at this point. What's up, everybody? While we fix this rift that we've got going on with Xander's Fun, let me talk to you about Bet Online. It is that time of year, ladies and gentlemen. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And I know which action you know I'm talking about. NBA is in full swing, but really, it's college basketball's time of the year. Schools make their way into the madness. The tournament is beginning, and so the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest at BetOnline is the spot to be for all your bracketology needs. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and is free to sign up. Head over to the website, BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Now we move on to uh, Purdue versus North Texas. People loving North Texas, but I'm going to ride Purdue. I think the Big Ten is as dominant as it's ever been. 
um, in college basketball. So I'm going to go Purdue here in the 4-13 matchup. Yeah, I like Purdue here too, Roz. And Purdue, I, I feel like if there's going to be a dark horse team out there that a lot of other people like, Purdue, you know, four seed, they definitely could do it. I mean, they get the tallest roster in the Big Ten. Trevion Williams um, is one of the best bigs, I think, in college basketball. They've got a pair of wins over Ohio State. You know, they can play with anyone. And North Texas, they're an exciting team, but I think Purdue takes this matchup pretty easily in the first round. We move on to Texas Tech-Utah State, which is part of the reason I've made two brackets this year because part of me loves Texas Tech and their ability to score, and then part of me loves Utah State for their ability to play defense. And actually, both of these teams very sound on the defense, defensive end of the ball. I've been told that this under will absolutely hit. Um, we, I have Utah State advancing here just to be a little clever and see what we can do. I love Utah State. That might be a late-night bias from the Den days in the lair. Um, but I have Utah State over Texas Tech here. Yeah, man, I've, uh, I've got Utah State as well. Texas Tech is uh, just a scary team for me, you know, just based on the fact that they did go to the national championship game a couple of years ago. And Chris Beard has, has done an unbelievable job with this program. And I guess the one thing I'll point to is uh, Nemes Keita on Utah State, seven-foot um, guy. He reminds me a little bit of Nikola Jokic. He's just, I think, so good with the ball. He's a great passer. And this Utah State team, I feel like a lot of people haven't really seen him play because, you know, we were watching him on CBS at 10 o'clock at night. But this is, a, I think, a very solid team. And when I look at Texas Tech, a lot of experience in the top 25, but they were only three and eight. So I think down the stretch, Utah State's got a couple of great shooters. This is going to be a really tightly contested game. And I think a lot of people who haven't seen Utah State play, they're, they're going to be pleasantly surprised. This is going to be a good matchup. Yeah, we shall see. Let's move on to Arkansas Colgate, where I just conveniently put Colgate moving past Arkansas. It's going to be a high scoring affair. I know I was talking highly about the SEC, but I just have a weird feeling Colgate could get on a run late and uh, hit one of the more impressive buckets to close a game and beat Arkansas here. Yeah, I mean, if you want points, this is, uh, this is the first-round matchup to watch. Both teams averaging over 82 points a game. And, Roz, I'm going with Arkansas here. I think they're, I think they're just a better team. They won 12 out of their last 13 games. Uh, before, before falling to LSU in the conference tournament, but they, they led the SEC in scoring. They were second in rebounding. Uh, they got a first-team All-SEC in Moses Moody. I think he's going to be the X factor in this one, along with, you know, six-man of the year, J.D. Note. So I, I think Arkansas is just going to be a little bit too much for Colgate here, um, but it's going to be fun to watch. We then have Virginia Tech-Florida, which is the first game of the round of 64 um, it might be the biggest toss-up game, right? Virginia Tech has missed a lot of time recently, Florida mm -hmm. without their best player, and really not a sense of which team you're going to get when it comes to this one. I have Votech, and honestly, you know, one point's not going to make or break your bracket, but I think a lot of people, we, let's say 50% of the country, might be without a perfect bracket after the first game because this is as 50-50 as they come in this tournament. It was literally a pick -up. Yeah, this is uh, yeah, this is one of those games. It's, it's very 50-50. I like Florida on this one a little bit. Florida had a tough year, you know, losing their best player, Keontae Johnson. They were never really the same. I know he only played four games, but 
Florida was a team I thought was going to make a run, uh, maybe into the top 10 or top five. So Virginia Tech, on the other side of things, they've had five of their last eight games canceled due to COVID. So this is really a toss-up, and I like Florida here, but I don't think either of these teams is going to get past Ohio State in the second round. But like you said, a lot of perfect brackets are, are going down the drain early. So it's, uh, it's going to make for a fun, a fun tournament here to start it off. And then I've got Ohio State against Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts apparently with one of the best scores in the tournament, but I don't think we're going to get that 15-2 upset everybody's always lurking for. Um, but I, I do have Ohio State here as a potential one seed even. I know there are two, but they could have easily been a one. Yeah, I like Ohio State too. And I think they're one of those other picks. I would say somewhat similar to Iowa. They stumbled a little bit down the stretch, but Ohio State, I mean, they've, were, they were great, 7-4 and four against the top 25 uh, in a very tough conference in the Big Ten. So Ohio State, you know, if you're looking for a play that probably won't be that popular, the Buckeyes, they could be your team this year. Absolutely. Um, I'm looking on, we're just going to wrap up this quadrant, the South Quadrant. I've got Baylor beating UNC, facing Purdue in the Sweet 16, and then I have Utah State versus Ohio State on the other side for the Sweet 16 with the Baylor-Ohio State matchup in the Elite Eight, Baylor advancing in this one, which I know yours looks very different. <laughs> very different indeed. Let's start at the bottom first. Um, I like OSU to get past Florida, and I like Utah State to upset Arkansas in the second round. A little Sweet 16 action. I like OSU to move on, and then uh, the other side is where things get a little dicey. Uh, I might be going a little insane here, but I just think UNC is going to make a monster run and it's going to start with taking down Baylor and then it's going to keep going, taking down Purdue. And I like UNC to take down Ohio state in the elite eight to be the final four team out of the South. So if that happens, I think we can crown wits as a March madness God, but it's going to be a lot of work ahead of us here. Absolutely. We head to the Midwest, which are, is our last quadrant. I've got Illinois beating Drexel. Um, it's the lowest of the spreads in the first round. And then we've got Georgia Tech, Loyola, Chicago. Should be an interesting one. Um, I liked Georgia Tech originally. I heard there was some news out of Georgia Tech's camp that a player will not be traveling with the team and will be missing the NCAA tournament due to COVID. That might create the flip. But we've got Georgia Tech, Loyola, Chicago. Um, currently, I've got Georgia Tech. Yeah, I like Georgia Tech as well here, Ross. It seems like an easy pick, you know, after they just won the ACC tournament. Uh, I think Loyola is a very good team, but I like Georgia Tech here. They do have the ACC Player of the Year and Moses Wright. So let's, if, if they lost, I wouldn't be surprised, but I, I got to go with Georgia Tech here. They're too hot. We then move on to Tennessee, Oregon State. I've got Tennessee. I think you saw the best you would get from Oregon State. I think Tennessee – is a better team physically, um, and they're going to be able to easily move past Oregon State. What about you, Wits? Man, I can't believe I'm doing this four times in a row, but I'm going to take the Beavers here. Uh, and not really because Oregon State just won the Pac-12 and upset Colorado, but for me, Tennessee, they really lack consistency. And I think that's one of the, one of the things that's going to hurt them here in the tournament. So I think Oregon state, I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the hot hand here. Tennessee is a team that I thought showed a lot of potential at points, but really ended up being more of a disappointment here as a five seed. So I like Oregon state here to upset the volunteers. 
We move on to Oklahoma State, which is my favorite team in the tournament. I have them beating Liberty. I know Liberty has a very good roster, but I do like Oklahoma State to get past Liberty here. Yeah, I mean, I like Oklahoma State as well, Roz. They're, I think, one of the more exciting teams in college basketball because they probably have the most exciting player in college basketball in Cade Cunningham. As long as he's on the floor, this team has a shot, and I think they're going to take it to Liberty here in the first round um, and set up a matchup with Illinois down the road. We then have San Diego State, Syracuse. People loving the Syracuse pick here. Mountain West getting dogged on a little bit. We already showed the Mountain West some love with Utah State. I'm going to show them a little more love here with San Diego State beating Syracuse to move to the round of 32. Yeah, I like San Diego State here as well. I mean, you look at defense, top 10 in the country in terms of scoring and opponent field goal percentage. Two and overs to the top 25. 18 in the BPI rank. I mean, San Diego State's got a lot of great underlying numbers. And, you know, I know a lot of people are taking Syracuse here, but I think this game is going to be a bit of a route. And San Diego State can also get very hot behind the three-point line. So I like them to take down Syracuse pretty easily here. We then have West Virginia Moorhead State, where I like West Virginia to move on. I don't think this is the Moorhead State that took out Louisville. I think it's a different team completely. I understand they're back in the tournament, but I'm going to give West Virginia the W here. Yeah, I like West Virginia as well. Uh, Really balanced team. They've got great interior play. I think they're they're just going to be too much for Moorhead State here. Then we've got Clemson-Ruckers, which to me is another coin toss. Ruckers might be a little more tested than Clemson, so that's why they get my vote. Um, Houston, or yeah, so I'm going to move Ruckers on to the round of 32. I like Rutgers a lot here too, Roz. Um, I think they're one of those teams for me that's another dark horse contender. When they beat Illinois in December, it really put them on the map. And while they have, they don't have a lot of quality wins since, this, this team really fights. And that's what I love about them. I think they're going to make a, a little bit of a run here in the tournament. It's going to start uh, with an upset in, in the first round um, seed-wise. You know, by, by the time we get tip off, it could be the favorite, but I, I do like Rutgers here to take down a, a very inconsistent Clemson team. And then we've got Houston, who's been getting dogged on as a two, saying they're the worst two in the field. Um, they actually did not play a very good tournament. They played in a pretty weak, I believe, conference, but they are the two here. I have them moving on, but my, my love for Houston is definitely starting to dwindle. Yeah, I never had much love for them, but I am going to take them here in the first round. And then I guess we'll round out my side of the bracket here. I just talked them up, so I got to take them now. I like Rutgers to move on to the Sweet 16 and take down Houston. Um, I also like San Diego State. So I'm going to put Rutgers in my Elite Eight, and then I'm going to set up an OK State-Illinois matchup in the Elite Eight, or Sweet 16 on the other side. I like Illinois to take that one and then I got to put the Illini in the final four here which is going to be an interesting uh interesting rematch I think with Rutgers when we get all the way to the Elite Eight. We've got for me rounding it out I've got Houston moving on against Rutgers then West Virginia beating San Diego State so chalk then West Virginia getting over the Houston Cougars I think they're just going to be a way better team I've got Oklahoma State beating Tennessee So I do have the one through four in the Sweet 16. I think that's the first time I do that in this bracket. Um, I just think they're the best teams. uh, And I don't think there's going to be a lot of disparity in this one. I think Illinois is going to beat Oklahoma State. 
Illinois will get past West Virginia. I don't think they match up well. And I've got Illinois in the final four, which leads Wits and I to the final four in the national championship. I guess I'll go first since Wits brought me onto the show to be the leading co-host I turned into. I've got Baylor beating Illinois. I think Illinois' luck runs out. Gonzaga beating Florida State. I think they're able to handle the size and athleticism of Florida State because they are tall and athletic themselves in Gonzaga. Like I've said all year long, it will be chalk, chalk, chalk to finish. Gonzaga will beat Baylor in the national championship game, 78-72. Gonzaga will pull the way, letting Baylor come back in it a little bit in the second half, but will hold on, hitting their free throws, which they're capable of hitting. Gonzaga will be your national champion, and I just swear and hope to God I did enough finessing around the rest of the bracket to win this pool. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. I know my, uh, my final four is a little bit different. Uh, I had Iowa coming out of the West, uh, uh, Michigan coming out of the East, and it's a, it's a very Big Ten-dominated Final Four for me. And Michigan, Iowa, uh, I'm going to take Michigan to advance in that one. And then on the other side, you know, if you're a believer, you're a believer. I'm taking UNC against Illinois. I think they're going to take them down. Uh, a little rewind the clock back to, I think it was 2005, um, that great Illinois team with D Brown uh, against North Carolina. Michigan, North Carolina in a championship. I mean, I, I can't stop now, Roz. I'm on a roll. Give me UNC in the final, 70 to 65. Cinderella story. It's going to write itself if UNC gets all the way there. I did make a couple variations with Michigan winning, Illinois winning, and I like UNC. Uh, and I'll probably make one with Iowa too. So that's kind of what I'm thinking as we get down to those final four teams there. Uh, Wits is going to be four bracket Wits before we know it. <laughs> Whatever it takes, man. For me, this show will just show me where I backtracked when I make final tinkers on my brackets. And uh, I'll be able to listen back to this and see what I did wrong. But March Madness is so close. It's almost here. We do get the first four games, which are a nice little teaser on Thursday. And then it's full go once the tournament starts on Friday. I could not be more excited to have a full weekend of it. Put the girls, the booze. The partying aside, I will be hunkered down watching the national championship. Uh, not the national championship. That's just the word I'm looking <laughs> at currently. The round of 64 and round of 32. It'll be a fun, fun ride. You'll have your boy Wits on the FaceTime. We'll be going after it. Beers and basketball. What more could you ask for? Yeah, man, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we've been waiting for this a long time. So it's, it's awesome. It's back. It is the best sporting event around you know, and I'm not even the biggest basketball fan, but there's, there's nothing like the NCAA tournament. So let's, uh, let's enjoy it and have a great first weekend here. Uh, Patrick Peterson is the absolute worst. He just signed a 10 year deal with the Vikings. God damn it. Um, that's talking football, which a lot's going on too. We might as well address the fact that the bears are taking Andy Dalton as their starting quarterback for the 2021, 2022 season. Aaron Jones is back for the Packers. And then there's just more, more players going to New England than I've ever seen. The mass exodus, the Moses leading people across the Red Sea, all to New England. Um, everyone's going to New England to play for Bill Belly. Um, and you wonder where this was when Tom Brady was on the team. But some may argue his contract did take up a lot of it. So football is in full free agency frenzy. The NBA is in full trade frenzy. And uh, that's pretty much what we got for sports. Wits, any final uh, any final thoughts before you put your head on a pillow and fall asleep tonight? 
<laughs> nope, I'm just uh, I'm only thinking about the tournament, but I will give one free play out for the Honda Classic. Give me Shane Lowry, 25 to 1 for a winner, just in case you get a little bored watching basketball. Sounds good. We'll talk to you later, everybody. This has been the opening line with your host, Wits and Roz. And, uh, happy March, everybody. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube